This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. And welcome everybody to What the Hops. Brian and Eric here on uh, the eve of free agency for NHL and NBA, I guess, right? They're both tomorrow. I yeah, all you got to do is follow Woj's uh, Twitter because he's breaking t- shit like every 15 seconds. You know what? Fuck that dude. No, I like that dude. I don't know. Dude, he started off as like a nobody. Was he from Buffalo or something? Or like, doesn't he have some connection? You're the, you're the sports guy on that end, man. I, I couldn't tell you. Especially when it comes to NBA, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you anything other than what happens in the finals, really, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I just don't... I don't pay attention to it enough. I don't have the urge to pay attention to it enough. I'm, I'm not coordinated, coordinated enough to fucking play basketball, let alone. Are you kidding me? I can't shoot for shit, dude. Yeah. That is, there's one sport, like, I could dribble a little bit and make some moves. Dude, if that fucking basket was three feet wider, I don't know if I could hit it. Dude, especially now, man. I fucking... I messed my ankles up running, dude. Are you kidding me? Me trying to... You're trying me, to run's the problem. Just give up on that shit. Me... Me trying, me trying to try to like defend something or try to fucking deke through somebody. Fuck that, man! I'll end up breaking an ankle easily. I worry about. Dude, I just what, what's happened to that bed home? I've tripped twice by the, my stairs, like walking in my house, and then I slammed my knee off the door. Well, that could be partially because of this Paradox Brewery. Uh, he went to St. Bonaventure. That was what it is. There's the local connection. There, there you go. This Paradox Brewery weather that we're drinking. It's uh, their rotating hoppy beer series. This is brewed with. It's labeled as a New England IPA. It's brewed with El Dorado, Nelson, and Amarillo, and comes in. What. I'm trying to look for the ABV on this shit. Oh, the can captivated me. That's why I ended up going for that. I mean, it's a nice label. Oh, look at that. Duchesne to sign with the Preds, too. Eight mil per year. Oh, it doesn't say on here what comes in at. I'm assuming probably your average uh, six, six, to seven. six to seven. Um, pretty, pretty bitter compared to any kind of New England IPA. Yeah. That you're normally having. I feel like they, they went too heavy on the beginning hop, like the bittering hops of it. Yeah, like it's... I can't smell for shit right now either, so I don't know if there's how... I mean, it, I kind of get a little bit of it, but... Yeah, allergy season out here this year started super fucking late, so everybody's just like stuffed up and, you know... I'm dying. Yeah. And then as soon as it got hot, everyone just puts air conditioning on and blows cold air in their head. Yeah, right. Uh, the fan fan hasn't turned off in my room like in probably like two three days easily now. You don't turn it off? No, nah, because well, I leave it on for the dog too, though. For the air conditioner, actual fan. Fan. Damn. Yeah. Well, because my because my my bedroom, I don't have an air. It's not central air or anything, so 
you know, I got to get some kind of air flowing in that shit. There's no window unit possible? No, it's a smaller window, and plus, like, the the house next door is too close, so there's no real kind of airflow. So, like, opening a window is almost worthless, unless I want to, like, listen to what the fuck they're doing in their kitchen, you know? <laughs> so, it's the, the joys of city living, you know? Where, where, where your houses are literally like what like eight feet apart yeah ten, or, as, or as, as far apart as a driveway is pretty much that was kind of expected from the get-go too though like people were like oh maybe he'll resign a columbus or like people will try to court him in that but like following duchene and watching like his likes and everything else like the dude's a huge fucking country head yeah. You know, him just going to Nashville makes sense because personally for him, like that's shit that he loves. So he's going to just he's going to have a good I, time. We, out we, we've always been a big fan of Duchesne since he came in the league. And just like, yeah, we followed him on social media early. You know, like we just we like the dude. He seemed like a solid kind of like down to earth kind of guy. He's, when he did his, his um, spinning chicklets interview, I couldn't believe how open he was. Yeah. And just like talking and fun and joking around like. He kind of got a bad rap from the whole um, going from Colorado to Ottawa and stuff and, like, the whole... Uh, the Uber thing, then? Yeah, like, I, I mean, not even that, too. Like, people kind of brushed that over, really. Like, the Canadian media kind of, like, like bitched about it for a little bit. But, like, did anybody really actually care about it? I didn't give a shit about it. You know, like, dude, it's a bunch of fucking kids in an Uber thing fucking making fun of their bosses. You know, like, I mean, think about back to your football days. I mean, did you never want to just lay into a coach and make fun of them? Because I, I've dude, hated plenty of coaches. Dude, especially, are you kidding me? Especially in high school. That's all you did was like kind of like when you got together, like with your teammates and stuff, like afterwards, wherever you were, like whether it was at a party or we still laugh about shit, our, our you know high, I mean? hockey yeah. coach from high school. But I will say, fuck two of my baseball coaches. I still hate those guys from high school. <laughs> I want nothing good to happen to them in life. <laughs> the one dude threw a bat at us. Like, I didn't know that was still allowed back then, but the guy threw a fucking bat at us. I mean, this is like early 2000s, so I'm pretty sure it wasn't. It's not like you were fucking in high school in the 70s. No, but it's still, <laughs> I'm like, this guy's a psychopath. Needless to say, I never played baseball after my junior year ever again because I couldn't I couldn't stand the coaching. I loved the sport, couldn't take the coaches. I wish I got more into baseball. Like, I don't mind it on in the background and, like, stuff, but, like, I can't, like, pay attention to the stats and everything else. Like, it's... Baseball people are, like, assholes, though. That's the thing. <laughs> like, so even my kid's one baseball coach, he's a baseball guy through and through, and I can tell, and he's fucking hilarious because he's, like, a, he's kind of hard-ass. This is seven, eight, and nine-year-old kids, mostly seven and eight-year-olds, and he's like, all right, we're going to do this. What are we doing? Like, and I think it's fucking funny because I'm like, yeah, the kid, my kid needs it, number one. Number two... I'm like that's a baseball guy absolutely like there's just that like different type of like assholeism to it like hockey is like you know you're for the boys and shit like that football is like you know unity and shit like that baseball is just kind of like <laughs> there's just like an arrogance about it like I, I don't even know how to like describe it other than that especially if like you happen to have that player that like is 
head head over heels above like the rest of everybody you know like head and shoulders just like oh you know this kid has that much more talent especially when they're that young and like they start to like kind of like show that oh you know this kid might be something worth watching and like you go to like high school like if you're watching like high school baseball games or something like that and you get like some of these like pitchers or anything else that like they're just like lighting shit up like i remember what was it couple years ago maybe four or five years ago you had that kid from clarence yeah like like did he he ended up getting drafted right there was a kid from timon too i I thought i think there was one this year that got drafted there's been like canisius's draft had numerous players drafted from there yeah like canisius is a decent baseball school for a northern school you know they're not the greatest, but they got guys that have, have uh You're talking high school or you're talking college? College. But I'm just saying like that. But I mean I'm talking like high school kids where you had like scouts and shit coming out and fucking Yeah, watching. there was there was the oh, fuck, I can't remember what those kids' names were, but the difference with that, I mean, you get it baseball is just like it's a sport you have to be about yourself a lot too. You have to have that flair, you have to have that like next level like kind of asshole like to it. Well, that's why like people like it's I guess it's the same thing with like you get a dude like Bryce Harper and stuff. When that dude came in the league and everybody was like, man, when he came in the league, is he fucking sixteen? His parents had him drop out of high school so he go play in like Puerto Rico or some shit. But it's just like everybody, everybody's always like, you know, he's not really a great role model, this and that, and it's like, well, all right, well, what the fuck do you want the kid to be? You know, like the one thing about sports. He's that. 25 and he's going to be at like, what's his contract right now? Like fucking 460 million or something? Yeah, it's something ridiculous. But like, the, that's the one thing about sports is like, people put so much pressure on literal kids to become like this role model that like is supposed to like, I don't know, shape future generations in a sense. But like, dude, like, think about it. Just think about how much pressure you would feel if that was put on you. I'm an a- I was an asshole. I'm still an you know, asshole. Like, like when you're that age, like you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And on top of that, you have hundreds of people in your fucking ear. You know, you what know? I told my dad was I was a kid when Cal Ripken broke the consecutive game streaks. I'm like, you know what I do after I break it? I take the next game off. That's just, <laughs> like, he's like, no, you don't do that. I don't know how old I was. Probably like fucking 10 to 12 range, maybe somewhere around yeah, I'm there. I'm trying to figure one heading. But I just remember him running around. I'm like, I take the next game off. I got the record. My dad's like, you don't do that. You keep going. And I didn't understand it at the time. But like now, I mean, like older me is like not a chance in hell. I worked my life for that. And that's, younger me would have been like, eh. I'm also the same person that said to scream at our. We went to go see um, Super Sunday when we were in high when we were seniors to go see the team that was in our division play, and the kid that won like best player of it or something like that. I hated that kid, so I screamed out "fucking pussy" into the silence of the arena, and. My buddy, who's our actually the captain of our team, was he goes, "That's real fucking classy. Good job. Are you happy now?" I'm like, "Yeah, kind of." <laughs> no, the arena was like it was silent. People are like, "Fucking pussy!" <laughs> like, I mean, but you I mean, hear that doesn't that doesn't surprise you at all? I mean, but you're you're a 17 year old kid, you know, 18 year old kid. Like that's just what it is. Like that's I was not happens. cut out to be. And you think about it these days, man. Like I mean, you you see shit on fucking social media. I mean, Twitter, Twitter. You don't even know like the age of half of these kids that are out there just like saying the things that they're saying to people and that you know. Oh yeah, I mean the amount of like racist shit people say now and. <sighs> 
And like, yeah, and there, there's got to be a limit somewhere. And yeah, if you're a star sport, if you're a sports well, you're Josh star. Allen, like something that they dug up. Uh, Bennington said something when he was like fucking 16 or something stupid, you know. Uh, the Tunzel with a bong mask, <laughs> like the dude from uh, the Brewers last year, the pitcher. Uh, what's his face? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, that they kind of like went after and everything else. Nick Bosa, they they said deleted a bunch of his like pro Trump stuff, and there was someone else that said like Obama should have been shot. Like that's like that's that one was, that's one thing. So hey, if you're 17, 18 years old, and you have a shot of actually becoming some kind of sports, star, hey, if you're fifteen or sixteen, because you're usually flagged by then. Yeah, uh, delete your Twitter. Just get rid of it. <laughs> you so know, it was a really good article that um, Score Mobile. Oh, I think the score is actually the real name, not score mobile. But they had about there's agencies that like basically go through now and they sweep the kids. They'll tell the kids what to delete and go through and help them when they're younger, so you don't get into these situations. But it's the internet and everything's saved anyway, so it's kind of crazy how that works. Uh, Brian, what did we just crack? Uh, we just actually cracked. This is pretty good, actually. Too. This I, is I'm really this. fucking yeah, good compared to compared to the paradox one. Yeah. Uh, this is. The what is this? Andorod. This, this is the Lake George IPA wave of number eleven. This is from Adirondack Brewery out in uh, Lake George. This might be the best beer that I've had from them. This, they had uh, they had two New Englands on tap when I was there. Um, they had a really low alcohol stout, like it was like four something. That was phenomenal, um, but this was awesome. They actually had it in six packs of bottles, so. Um, Again, this doesn't have a ABV on it either, so. I want to say it was over six. Um, I guess whenever you don't see an ABV on a New England, I just assume it's anywhere from six to eight range. The last one was five eight. Was it? Yeah, I looked. I actually pulled out on tap for the first time in about six months and uh, looked it up. But this was a really good beer. Um, when we were up there too, I went up to Bolton Landing Brewery, and uh, the head brewer there used to be the head brewer at Twelve Gates. I ate tuna for the first time in years there. was the last time you think I ate a piece of tuna? Oh, you eat sushi, so I wouldn't... Sushi? But okay, let's take out... Ah, fuck. Never mind. Screw that. So, yeah. <laughs> I, probably, I, I haven't had a raw piece. I probably had something, like, rolled up in there. I didn't know what the hell I ate. But, like, an actual piece of, like, um, like you know, just seared tuna, it was delicious. I'm not going to eat that canned dolphin shit, but that was absolutely incredible, and I'm back on the wagon. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you eat sushi all the time. Or at least you used to. I, no, I do. But I, I, um, I'm limited because my wife only likes certain things. So yeah. I don't want to like, – I'm not going to order a love boat and eat a bunch of raw shit and let her gag at me. Plus, <laughs> I don't know if I want to eat that much raw shit to begin with because the last thing I need is a fucking tapeworm. Yeah, no, that's it's, it's funny because really kind of tying into our last episode from the uh, Brewers Festival, um, talking to a lot of the Rochester, Finger Lake area breweries that we talked to, um, this is going even further and getting like the upstate New York, New York stuff where the stuff going on in the Adirondacks and that general area like is doing pretty well as, as well. Like it's insane to think of the expansiveness of this state plus with the way the laws are wrote now too because it's getting closer to when we're gonna be using 
a lot more of New York ingredients. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's basically already in effect. And I mean, well, at the festival, they had a full farm, the Pine Tent, where there were about 10 breweries or so in there that were literally just all everything that they had on there or like they were all farm breweries there and they had every every one of them had at least one um 100 new york beer that they were serving there so it, that that was also a great thing and i mean they had uh, a couple of the couple of the malt places there, kind of showing off their product. And like the one else. that's in Batavia, and there's yeah, there's there's a few others. It's like you drive by one that on uh, going out the other half in Rochester. There's there's a malt uh, place down there down that way too. Well, they just broke this too. I know that's not going to matter on a podcast we're going to release in three days, but Corey Perry's going to Dallas too for one point five million dollar contract with performance bonus really that that cheap oh yeah I can't believe he got over a million and a half like over a million for Corey Perry yeah man dude he's shot he can't skate Anaheim's gonna be a weird team this year man but they're kind of in that rebuilding mode I guess you know Yep. They also still get, like, bounced in the first round or some shit. Oh, it's what someone just put it, too. Like, Dallas is loaded up for that first-round exit. (laughs) I mean, one thing, especially with fantasy hockey, I'll never... Ben Bishop had a great year this year, right? Still wouldn't even try to fucking work him into my my team because Dallas goaltenders have done me dirty so many times. Yep. That I'm just, you know what, your your goaltender for Dallas, I'm staying the fuck away from you. Anybody's past Marty Turco has just been fucking so hot and cold that like you can't rely on it. And that's part of what's been wrong with this team. And maybe it's because they finally like kind of secured the, their uh, defense a little bit. But I mean, you'd figure with some of them guys between now you have Ben Sagan, Pavelski, and if Corey Perry manages to somehow like light it up on the third line, then you know. Is Jamie Ben overrated or underrated? Is he overpaid? He may be, nine or nine and a half. I think he makes nine. He may be overpaid, but I think he's a little bit underrated. Is that East Coast bias for us? Maybe a little bit. Like, I don't know, because it's definitely because he's on a Southern team, but people still appreciate... But Dallas is a legit hockey market. Yeah, but people still appreciate Sagan, though. Like, so I don't know if it's a combination of, like, Sagan being on that team, so he's kind of overlooked because of that. Because when Sagan wasn't there, and Ben was still putting up his numbers and everything else, people appreciated him. Yeah, but where Ben's at now, I don't know how old Ben is, maybe 28, 29? Yeah, so he's not, he's not that old, right? He's not. He's not. He's not in his thirties. I don't think he's in his thirties yet. But I could be wrong. Without looking it up, like he's a hell of a player. But I don't know if that's. I don't. I don't see enough of him. You know, that's the thing. Uh huh. Like you don't get enough stars games on to watch. He's not. He's Unfortunately, not, I gotta watch fucking Philly, Dallas, the Rain or Philly, Tampa, yeah. the Rangers. But he's also not that guy that like people are like, man, look at this goal by Jamie Ben, or look at this play by Jamie Ben. He's like that know? old school player, like drive to the net, be a hard ass. Yeah. Like he's like your nineteen nineties big NHLer. But he's still he's a psychopath. Up, he still puts up them points though. That's the thing. Yeah. You know? 
He's basically a pointing game player. Yeah. I mean, that's like that's the Taylor Hall thing. But Taylor Hall, like Taylor Hall, has that them highlight real goals though. And now with him being in the the last three years has really been Taylor Hall. Like, hey, this is what he can do. Yeah. Mind you, he missed most of last year being hurt too. And I mean, like, and, and he's still been over a point of point of game player for his career. And that's the thing, like. I still can't believe fucking Edmonton made that trade. I understand that. It, I understand that they kind of needed to do something, but they got fucking nothing. And like, it, Larson isn't a terrible player, but like the caliber of a player that like Paul was even back then in his career, like you, like you got robbed. You know? Yeah. Injuries, <laughs> getting stepped on by like Theo Peckham or whoever it was. <laughs> That's the one thing uh, they're saying Mike Smith to Edmonton's happening, too, because Talbot's going to Calgary, I guess. Yeah, so, they just swap the goalies. Or so so that that's really not anything that's going to make a difference, really. Edmonton's pretty much had, like, terrible goaltending, too, for the most Mike part. Mike Smith's, like, fucking damn near 40. Yeah, no, he's, like, I, I didn't realize he was that old until Dude, was, remember, like, do you remember when he played for Dallas and Tampa? Yeah. Before, like, being in the desert for a decade, I feel like? It does seem like it's been a while, or it was a while when he was down there. That was back when, I feel like... Well, he started in Tampa, and then got traded. To Dallas? To Dallas, I think, because then Bishop... Right, because then Bishop went to Tampa, right? Ben Bishop went from St. Louis to Ottawa to Tampa to Dallas, I think. Yeah. Hold on, I'm bringing up Mike Smith right now. He's 37 <laughs> years old. That motherfucker's 6'5 and 220. I mean, that's, your, that's, your, that's your goaltender so, stat. All right. Dude went from playing the OHL, right? Mm-hmm. Then one, two, three, four years in the minors. Two years in Dallas. Four years in Tampa. With some AHL time with Tampa in that second year, or that fourth year, then Phoenix for one, two, three, only three years in Phoenix. Oh, sorry, they changed it to Arizona. Never mind. (laughs) One, two, three, four, five, six. Six years. Fucking stupid. I mean, he's been consistent enough to be a goaltender in this league. Which is like Absolutely, I mean, yes. you look at a dude like Chris Osgood, like who like managed to play however long that he played, you know, like <laughs> like the dude literally played in like what like back in what like ninety six to like what two thousand and ten maybe nine ten something like that. Yeah, and he was just that guy for for Detroit that was like, oh hey, well if anybody ever gets hurt, we got Chris Osgood to go. Holy in. fuck, dude! You ready for this? Who? Osgood. First appearance in the NHL 93 94. <laughs> Ready to be fucking tired? 10 11. <laughs> but I mean, he was a backup goaltender for the most part, you know? So, like, wow. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 years with the Red Wings, 2 with the Islanders, you remember that? Nope. 2 years with the Blues, remember that? Mm-hmm. Guess where he came back to? Fucking. <laughs> May, I, Detroit. I think I might I, remember part the of the... the uh, when, when was the Blues? 2002 to 2004. See, I kind of vaguely remember him going from the Blues to Detroit. He wasn't... Nope, he wasn't a trade. 
Islanders traded him from Islanders to St. Louis. But he didn't like how many seasons did he start? Like, you know, like. I'm sorry. How many was I say? Thirty-two. I take that back. He had thirty-four in. 98, 99, and then he had 33 in 97, 98. And that, so that was right when, uh, so that was basically right before they got. That was their dynasty time. And that was right before they got Hashik then, you know? Yeah, Hashik was what, 01, 02? Somewhere yeah. around there? No, did he go? No, he went to Ottawa for a couple years. Yeah. 02, and then maybe post lockout? I thought he was there before the lockout. Uh, what, like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Fucking Chris Osgood, man. But that's basically Mike Smith, though. <laughs> you know? I guess a less uh, less successful version. Uh, what are we drinking now, B? Oh, you got the can. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're having a masthead brewing tire swing. Hazy Pal Al. I think this was canned in May sometime. 5 19. Yeah. Uh, Savannah got this when she was in Cleveland, you know, about a month ago. So she kind of got it when we're uh, doing a nice run here too. I'm not having alcohol. Oh, no, I found it. Five and a half. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of kind of weird. Like you figure that most beers, but I guess goes with state and stuff. And I always thought New York had it where you had to have the ABV on it, but I guess not. Oops. Proved it already. Um, but yeah, Massheads out in Cleveland. Uh, if you've never been there, that place is pretty fucking legit. That's a fun little spot. Um, it reminds me a little bit of the new, the new Thin Man kind of reminded me a little bit of like that, of Masthead. Not necessarily, not just because they have like, their artisan pizza place in it too yeah but that doesn't hurt the whole vibe um but it's kind of more of a sports bar too almost but i think that's like the cleveland thing you know like cleveland tries to like pride itself on being like super sports center too a little bit you know like well, plus they got the all-star game this year too for baseball baseball yeah that's pretty cool yeah, I mean, I love Cleveland. I, I got nothing. Oh yeah, no. Like between, I, it's funny because like you get into. I, I I like to get into an argument a lot with people about how Buffalo projects itself. And don't get me wrong, I love this city, but we try to act like we're bigger than Cleveland, we're bigger than Pittsburgh, we're bigger than this, and we're like this greatest, we're, we are the greatest Great Lakes city, and... Pittsburgh's not the Great Lakes city, we're better than Detroit. Sorry, sorry, Rust Belt city, I should yeah. say, sorry. Um, um, like, but like, you know, for one, Chicago's that. But Chicago is its own fucking. Chicago is a fucking like, giant metro. Yeah, like you can't you can't really count Chicago in that. I guess we could have had this argument 120 years ago. We've been fucking dancing around. But like, yeah, this city has a lot going for it. But if you go to Pittsburgh or you go to fucking Cleveland, like man, those cities are fucking fun as hell. And there's a lot going on, like more than just like. The basic stuff, like, we have, like, here in Buffalo, we have, like, maybe three, four spots that people kind of 
center around, and that's we have areas that are like yeah. pockets. Like, but you know what though too, like you live. But in I mean, area, like, that's how every city is too, though. Yeah, that's exactly what my point is going to be. Like, so these other cities, you go to them and you look at all right, what's somewhere? What's going to do with this? Where are you going to go there? Because. Yeah, there's that whole part of like, hey, I want to drive down. I heard Buffalo's got these breweries and there's what resurgence and let's say it's the old uh, CBW and just like drive down to Agri Street. You're like, oh, that's kind of a shithole. But like, this is what people are hyping up about. But it's not like to us, this is like normal. It's like, no, you actually, yeah, these two pace are here and here. These are actually up and coming neighborhoods that in 10 years, they're going to blow you out of the fucking water. Well, that's going to be the big thing come October when you have thousands of people coming in to the city to go to the Shelton Brothers Festival. Uh-huh. And for a lot of them, I'm assuming it's probably be their first time in Buffalo. And you're having them go to a festival that is in the most rundown part of the city. And where is it? You said it's at the central terminal. So, like, no hotels nearby. Yeah, like there's there's no place to stay within walking distance. No mass transit. Yeah, like I mean, like you're you're basically you're gonna Uber there. You're getting rides. You're finding some place, some way to get there. There's no real businesses within walking distances of where the festival is. I mean, there's a few that like are in like a general area and stuff, but. You know, a five, but, a, but, a, but a five minute drive takes you out to Larkinville and then all of a sudden the first ward and everything else. But like, you know, if you listen to this podcast and you know us, we're huge supporters of redevelopment of Buffalo's East Side because hell, we're living it. We like we grew up at Chittawaga. We grew up basically East Side as it is. You know, like our our family was all from migrated there, you know? from there, basically. So it's like it, it was. It's 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 an old school. I mean, it's the old school Polish neighborhood that still is Polish, but at the same time, like it is. It's a melting pot right now, and it's but it's still its, run down. That's the problem. Yeah, that there's so many vacant lots. There's so many burned down or condemned houses and shit that like my old house that I, I didn't grow up in I lived there until I was like two and a half or three whatever it was that burned down fucking 10 years ago 15 years ago and like there's like six houses left on that block like that's insane but the thing is with that so it's like you're gonna bring in all these people to go to this festival and they're gonna just be like okay this is this is Buffalo and this is the shithole you know the main thing that we have to do is going to be like, okay, this isn't Buffalo, you know. And but it's the same thing that they talk about when you bring in free agents. Hockey's your biggest one that we talk. I mean, we talk about that the most. But they also bring that up because what happens is you get off at the airport and then you drive the thirty-three, which is basically the airport, all the way to downtown, which takes you through a nice, lovely, rundown area. Yeah, it's not it's not anything great to really look at, and you're kind of looking and like, okay, this is kind of like a, you know, but it doesn't also help that our football team is twenty miles outside of Buffalo or fifteen miles outside of Buffalo in Orchard Park, which Orchard Park's beautiful. There's a lot of nice homes. There's nice views of shit. You're not far from the water. 
Well, you're pushing it out there. It's a suburb. It, I mean, it is, yeah, it's absolutely a suburb. But you hear everything that people complain about when they get to their cities and the developments when you push these franchises out of their cities and then into the burbs. It doesn't help and it doesn't draw because people just bitch about it. Mind you, there's a lot of economy that's based off of the bills being out in Orchard Park. Oh, yeah. I mean... But at the same time, I'd say put them down fucking town. Or put them on the east side. You put it on the east side, you could easily run... You could extend the freaking um, subway. You could blow away like what we have. See, the problem with that is that, that talks like that have already happened and people have kind of turned it down. And a lot of it... A lot of it has to do with the leadership in this city at the moment that has kind of become complacent because the city's been building itself out, building itself up without necessarily much of what the leadership's been doing because it's just going through its natural progression of being on the rise with the economy and everything else. You're better off having private business owners doing some of this shit. Like even when well, they but got, that's why that's why you have look at Harbor Center, look at all of that. Like the Pagulas buying that lot yeah, and saying, like, "No, we have a development plan in place." I mean, yeah, granted, it's all fucking blood fracking money and shit too. But if he didn't see the opportunity to put that money into the city for a reason, he wouldn't have fucking done it. Absolutely. You know, like the dude's a businessman first. You know, you can. You can love him, hate him, do whatever, but ultimately what it comes down to is that dude's just trying to run his fucking business. And hey, that's I his don't brand. Care. The hockey's great at Harbor Center. I'll take that whole place any day of the week, but those other shitholes they have to play in. So, I mean, it's like, hey, he owns the football team too. You know, everybody wants it to be down in Orchard Park. Like, you got to think the way a businessman's got to think. Do you want your... Do you want one of your big money businesses away from the rest of the shit that you've been putting money in? You know, like it's 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 an argument that's going to get a little more heated over the next couple of years easily, and it'll be interesting to see what actually happens because, I mean, we get our dome, we get whatever it might be, whatever he decides he wants, and you know, people are going to pay for it, and you're going to get a lot of people bitching about it, and a lot of people that are excited about it. So it'll help develop the city some way. But that's why, I mean, like, you look at Pittsburgh and the way that city's built, you know? Like, the stadium's downtown. Like, not necessarily downtown, downtown, but the city, the, the stadium's in the city. Cleveland, same thing. While you may think that history is, eh, vaguely interesting, the truth is it's fun and metal AF. Echoes of the past are still reverberating through our world today, and Body Count is here to show you how our shared history affects your life on the daily. Whether you know it or not, so, are you past the point of higher education? Feel like you didn't learn anything from your high school history teacher? Or just didn't give a flying crap about it? Are you tired of always missing out on the yellow history pie piece in Trivial Pursuit? Are you the horror of all your friends' game nights? Did you once proudly announce that Napoleon Bonaparte was a super short little nutsack? When in reality, he was an average-sized nutsack. Have you been thinking about living under a faulty dam? Or perhaps an active volcano? Well, we have good news. It's not too late for you 
or your homeowner's insurance. Come on over and listen to Body Count, the podcast that explores death and disaster through the ages with only one rule. Someone, or usually a lot of someone's, dies. Because history doesn't repeat itself, it rhymes. A proud member of the MSE Podcast Network. The Saber Side Vanna tomorrow. I, would you be mad about it? I wouldn't be mad about it. No, fucking put him on the third line, dude. If he wants He's to, free agent, right? If he wants to come here. I mean, honestly, like, why not? I mean, if... I don't know. Per- Me personally, I kind of wish Vanek would just, like, play for every single team, though. Yeah, there is but, that. <laughs> I know that's not going to be something that's actually reasonable, though. You want all his career earnings, bud? Vanek? 73-831-141. His motherfuckers made over 74 million fucking dollars. Yeah, how much of that's got fucking... Cowboy boots on it? No, fucking... How much of that's fucking... Seven million. Spent at casinos. 70 million. <laughs> Whatever ended up happening with that? Did fucking... Who was it? It was like Paige's brother. Pa- I would say, did, did Paige take the fall for all no, that? Was, so, Vanek's contracts, ready? He got the... In case anybody's wondering, too, Eric's like the biggest... One of the biggest Thomas Vanek homers there is, so... I forgot we were recording. <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot about that. Yeah, he's a... I love Vanek. He's been, he's been watching him since college and shit, too, so it's one of those things yeah. that, like... I went, went to the... When it was here, Minnesota was just fucking destroying people. Right. They bleach blonde hair popping out the side of a, of a yellow fucking helmet. How fucking cool is that? <laughs> and you go back to my time frame, match me up with that. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. That was just funny because, what was it, the uh, 06-07 finals? Yeah, conference finals where Buff the Sabers lost to uh, Ottawa. Um, our cup was the 0506. That should have been our cup. Yeah, but that year after the President Trophy, because that was the President's Trophy year, right? Yep. Yeah, we were at Bucking Buffalo downtown, and uh, I smooshed him, and uh, <laughs> and all the all the all the Sabers kind of walked in, like the group that usually kind of go, one of the groups that would go out and stuff kind of walk Miller, in. Miller, Gostad, Vanek, um, Roy. Cam- or- well, no, because Campbell got traded that year, right? No, Campbell's traded the next year. Okay, so Campbell because was Because the Winter Classic too. was yeah. next year, and he was the only one that scored in it, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Cam- Campbell Campbell was always with them too. Finneganoff sometimes was not not to derail the story or anything. Basically, uh, let's finish up. So I went up to Vanek and I like said like, "Hey man, this is like best season I ever watched. Fucking playing hockey, I loved it." Blah blah blah. Greg standing in the background. He's like, "Did he just lick him?" Well, yeah, <laughs> because because this is like this is like you know twenty feet from where we're standing. You walk I'm over, hammered, and you walk o- you walk over to them. We're like, "What the fuck is he doing?" Next like, thing you know, like you're looking, like you're like getting like right up close to him. Like you're like like kind of like like bro hugging him. But I want like, to know that I'm bigger than him. And I'm <laughs> physically imposing. Like your your mouth was like right in his ear too. Like it was like one of those was, things. They're where, blasting fucking country music. Well, I mean, hey, how else is they gonna get his attention? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm if I'm some twenty something year old kid, fucking what are you gonna do, with Patrick Mahomes, dude? You gonna I, pick him up and put him on your shoulders? What the fuck, dude? 
Because <laughs> it's too funny not to say. No, dude, he's probably gonna actually pick me up and put me on his shoulders. I wouldn't. I hey, wouldn't big tell. boy, you want to ride? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> but like, I was always intrigued with the Montreal Canadiens. Um, just like the history and like, like it's fucking crazy. Not that the Leafs don't have it, but like, and I, I remember being a kid and always going to Toronto and like loving seeing Toronto shit and like. I, I think the arrogance of their media and the, like the fact that like they haven't won a cup in like fucking fifty years either. Well, it's kind of like the thing where it's like I guess the Canadians are like the Yankees and Toronto is like the Red Sox, you know, in yeah. a sense where the Canadians have that both teams have history. Tying in Montreal with it, Jeff Molson's the owner. Another beer company. <laughs> but, like, they have, like, this history. They have they have the cups. They have the championships. And they're always kind of in the talk of being a contender somewhat because they have those random stars that are going to keep them up there. Meanwhile, you go to Toronto and they got the stars and they're always talked about whether they're good or bad. Like, that's how, like, Boston was. That's how the Red Sox were. You know, like people are going to talk about them. They didn't win shit for what, a hundred years. Yeah. You know, yet. Oh, the Red Sox are the Red Sox and this and this. And like you constantly heard it because you have Boston media. You have that New England media. And, you know, and that's grown by the Patriots. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially one- over the past 20 years, it's gotten exponentially worse. It was the 04 team that was 04 or in 06 they won the Red Sox. Which I want to say that's like when our, our sports like heyday started. Like people talk back like years ago remembering games and shit. I don't remember a lot of stuff. I don't, maybe it's the concussions. Maybe it's the alcohol. <laughs> I don't really know. Um, at least something like a lot of stuff like that. But now I can go back and I can – there's certain things that I can I can, can remember. But there's a lot that I don't. Like when people talk about like when you fell in love with the team. Like I remember – like random shit from like the 90s savers. I remember Sanderson scoring one-handed. I remember Holzinger diving and making a two-pad like block from out of the slot against somebody. I remember the plant goal um, off the tongue nut, off the blocker. And like, I mean, I've seen it fucking 300 times since, but I remember that. I remember Rob Ray scoring against Toronto in the playoffs. Like, but like, I don't like. I don't, I don't remember like play after play after play. Like some people do with shit. Well, a lot of it has to do with the fact that you have like certain memories attached to those times, like the o five o six run, the amount of things that we did during that run, watching that. Like you have something you can connect it to, um, like the ninety nine run. Like I or the the ninety eight ninety nine run like it's like I have a lot of stuff I connect that to the ninety nine yeah. yeah I remember my like, mom taking me to a plaza to buy me a gray um, because there was saber shit for sale everywhere yeah and I got this gray like Eastern Conference Finals hat I was also in Lake George sitting in the hotel room when they lost I remember watching it we were uh, I was with uh, I was with Sean at uh, WBNY. Cause he was doing the metal show like late night that night. It was a Saturday, Saturday night. So it was like, as like the, as, because his show would start, he would do the midnight to three show. Ugh. And, uh, 
were sitting there and like they lost so like we broke a Kid Rock CD fuck it <laughs> good right to like put out aggression and someone thought that he said Chris Rock and then threatened to come down to the radio station and find him so by the way the new thing that me and my brother started too when we were on vacation um is that the new white trash thing we might start doing to people is we might start screaming my name is Kid Rock (laughs) fucking trash people like we don't know where this came from but we me and him were just standing at this ice cream shop just fucking laughing at it because like like I said to you the other day I'm like Kid Rock is a real life version of Joe Dirt basically well that's what Joe Dirt was kind of made to be though in a sense is it though yeah, like, it was like it was making fun of it was making fun of the shit. I think Kid Rock's in the fucking movie. Kid Rock is a real life Joe Dirt. I don't I fucking can't remember. It's just how like that's what I anticipate. Even though he wants to be like country redneck racist singer now, and fucking went from like growing up in Detroit, like he went from a juggalo to being a, like like dude, you know like, what I mean? Really? Like, how do you flip that fucking squat like squat like? Hey, I'm turning on the Juggalos. I'm going to go be a redneck racist now. <laughs> I guess everybody has to evolve somehow. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, Tom DeLonge's got aliens. Chris Rock's got, or Kid Rock's got fucking racism and Confederate flags. Like, yeah. whatever. Growing up, growing up in Detroit, you either become Eminem, ICP, or fucking Kid Rock, I guess. Dude, I think they're from there too, aren't they? Well, I think ICP's from like... Indiana, maybe, but like kind of close enough, maybe. I don't know. Like they might be from Detroit, though. Like I, I mean, well, because like because because Fago is such a big thing in Michigan, anyhow. So you know, so like it's got like I feel like like with Fago being that big in in Michigan, like I feel there's that connection. And I'm like, I mean, I could. When was the last time you drank a Fago? Uh, I feel like I got one at work a couple years ago when they did like some sale and that like it was like some charity thing and that they served the pop they served was Fago and I think I I don't know if I drank it or I couldn't drink it out of principle and I think I just like gave the can away I, I couldn't do it probably one time when I was doing uh they had me running like some like residential stuff for when I was doing the exterminating and I stopped at like a gas station or something to grab something. I just Get saw like, like mist or I saw I saw like the selection of Fago, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going in, and I just grabbed like a like a bottle because it was like one of those things. But because you know, you know, when you walk in someplace and you're like, yeah, you know, I kind of see you're like, oh wait, I haven't had something like this in a while. Question: Has Fago been ruined or done better because of the Juggalos? Oh, they probably their fucking sales probably went through the roof because of that shit. Currently, because I would never buy Fagels specifically because of that. Yeah, but we're like kind of in the minority on that. Like they probably sell a shit ton of it because of the juggalos. Like they don't need they don't need our our business because the no. juggalos are buying more than enough of that. So I just wonder, like it's a good question. Yeah. Fuck Kid Rock. So speaking of Nashville and uh, Matthew Shane going there, setting up shop for the next what years. seven years, eight years. Well, it's gotta be seven. So, so seven years for eight mil. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Um, we're currently drinking a bearded Irish brewing catalyst. It is a imperial IPA coming in at nine point five ABV. 
oh shit, that's why it tastes a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, this is where it's at. And then I now. And uh, these guys are the uh, these guys are the hype brewery out of Nashville. So um, again, Savannah got a bunch from a friend that was down there and brought some home and uh, shared some with us. So we can uh, talk about some shit like this on the podcast. So this beer is good. Yeah, it's definitely definitely in double IPA. You could definitely taste that. Um, but it's definitely smooth too, though. And there, this was five twenty eight nineteen, so a month old. And with the nine point five ABV. You're not going to have any issues with something like this sitting a month, you know. Maybe once you hit yeah. like the three, four month mark, you're certain you're going to start seeing a little bit of a drop. But like this, I is, say two months is probably your ta- your wheelhouse for something like this. Yeah, like this is this is really kind of like this is still prime time for this, especially with the way the hops are, like the hop profiles in so many of these beers now. Like freshness is key. I mean, there's beers that taste better in a week within that first week. There's ones that are going to taste better. But, I mean, technically, they're losing flavor all the time. I mean, they're blending flavors all the time. Um, tonight, what <laughs> I asked my one kid to grab his pint glasses. I didn't know he was going to bring us up actually beer glasses. <laughs> um, and that was brewed, what, almost a year and a half ago? Over a year ago. Yeah, the fact that you still had some sitting in there, I was surprised. Yeah, he was proud that he fucking brought it up for us, too, and still wasn't that bad for the raspberry kettle sour. Yeah, you did You did train them well. But that's also a homebrew, too, so it's going, it's going to sit longer, and it's not going to have too much of a drop-off. Yeah, it's... I mean, you get drop off as of the hops and shit like that, but you're not going to get... But that, that style and stuff, too, like, that's not really affected. But, I mean, this is your prototypical, like, hey, easy production cans. Like, just yeah, plain-ass cans, slap a label on it. Exactly. You know, I mean, even when we drank the uh, the Paradox one, a little bit bigger. But I mean, well, that, that's how Masthead is, too, though. Yeah. Yeah, Masthead's the same thing. But they, uh... They, they, it's funny because they'll have some stuff in stores, but most of their releases are straight from the brewery as well. And, uh, they got it set up nice where it's like they have, um, like kind of like rails and stuff, like almost like how it's set up at like a fucking amusement park to fucking hop on a roller coaster. That's fucking hilarious. For their can lines. So when, like, they do have releases, you just hop in there and you're just going to go through there and order the shit. And then that's where you get your stuff. But then the rest of the area, um, you can go and, uh, you know, just enjoy the brewery and sit down and relax and everything else. It's funny, like, even like Mortalis, like, you know, that day that we went there, the first time we went there to do it on the podcast, um... Motherfuckers were waiting outside when we got there. Yeah. Talking about the east side and everything else, um, we're currently drinking a beer that was released this week from Buffalo Brewing Company. Um, This is their 1802 Italian Pale Ale. Oh, shit. This is the one? Yeah. 
Did I text you about this or no? No. Did I wanted this? No. Okay, I thought it. This one. <laughs> all right. So this is what happens in my life a lot. So I think these things, and I don't say them. I don't type. I do this to my wife all the time too. So we know she's not listening because she just doesn't give a fuck what I have to say. Yeah, but, but you don't listen to this either. I, I think I, I'm because I lived it. This, this, is, this might be really fucking weird that I say this. I feel like you smell this beer. It smells like walking in that brewery. No. That's that's a that's a correct statement. I'm, and that's like not a knock or anything. Like so, this is a like pale, it smells like walking in there. This is this is their eighteen oh two. Put this shit in a candle and fucking <laughs> like I'll burn this shit in my basement. Get rid of the smell of cat boxes. Just smell John's Brewery all the fucking time. This is eight, this is their eighteen oh two Italian pale ale. It is a seven percent ABV. And 47 IBU literally has one check-in currently on untapped, and uh, yeah, the reason why it's Italian pale ale is because it's brewed with Italian malt. So, like, I, I seen him tweet it or Instagram with this shit. And I'm like, holy fuck, like, I want that. So I'm really pumped that this is what you brought over because I was gonna, I, I like I said, normally I think I say these things to you, but I don't. <laughs> so I. I've, CT, whatever. <laughs> um, but he uh, he was trying out his canning line and decided uh, to, since he had this out, might as well throw a few of these in some cans because next weekend, so if you're listening to this this upcoming weekend, so July 7th, roughly 30 cases of the 1932 Oak Cream IPA, which was brewed with Galaxy Hops. Okay, yep. So he's, he's he's releasing that in cans. So it's going to be his first official can release out of the brewery. So um, the thing with John, the thing Buffalo Brewing Company is they bought, they're, they're in the process of trying to acquire the uh, Schreiber, old Schreiber Brewing building out on Fillmore on the east side. So, like, you can obviously, you can look back in our archives and find the little interview I had with him that he talked about it when he uh, was in the process of starting, well, not necessarily starting, but, in the, like, when shit started to get heated for it. So, um, the process is still happening, and he's moving forward with it, and hopefully things over the next couple of years will start to develop there and that can help be a catalyst for um, growth on the east side. But there's a lot of history involved in that neighborhood and in that building. And one thing about John's Brewery and one thing about Buffalo Brewing Company is they pride themselves on Buffalo history. So that's why, uh, you know, he has the dates and yeah, but the can seemed pretty good. Like, didn't seem like there was any leaks or anything out of it. Kind of just was like a normal can. So, yeah, this is uh, it's a decent pale ale. It's about what it's, uh, it's got a lot of flavor. Yeah, it's it's what I um, would expect coming from them. I wonder how it is gonna because this is fresh as shit too, right? They just tapped it on Tuesday. So this is maybe like just under a month old, like brew wise. I, I I'm not saying this is negative or anything either, because I think it's really good. It tastes really fresh, but I wonder like with the Italian malt, how it might blend more in like two weeks. Yeah, 
This is really good. Like I was pumped. Like I said when I seen it like come up on whatever <laughs> it was. It's 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 definitely malt forward too, though. When you get the like blend, like it has that like other half kind of like I don't, blend where the flavor is kind of like. I don't know if I'd go that far. It, it's too malty to be considered something other half. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but it fades and blends really well. No, like I mean, That's because you, you get that you get the hops afterwards. Like they definitely start coming. Which in. I wonder if it's like the yeast. That's I, I mean. Yeah. But there's something that's there that like you don't get in a lot. Like this is different. Yeah, and I mean, I probably have never had anything that was brewed with Italian malt. It's, it's you know, it's like, pretty clear too. Unless unless you're talking Peroni, and I don't even know if that's actually. Brewed Did you with see Italian the Negroni malt. beer out? What's that? Did you see the Negroni beer? From who? I think it might be Evil Twin. Oh well, there's a bunch of places that done like 42 North collabed with. Uh, was it Bally Hill? Was it? That no, doesn't count. They, they, no, no, they collabed with Lockhouse to do a Negroni beer, like two different batches of it, two years in a row. No shit. They haven't done it the past couple years, but I think like the first and second year that Lockhouse existed, um, 42 North did that. Because I think I remember around this time, around Cobblestone Live, they uh, they had it on tap. So I was pumped up for that. Which that's coming up in fucking in a month, which I'm excited for. That's the one good thing about this time of year is fucking summertime concerts, man. We just missed T.I. last night. Um, <laughs> so I went fishing Friday night. In Outer Harbor, there was some concert there. Oh, Twiddle. Twiddle was there. Don't know who the fuck that is. Jam and, band stuff. And then somebody was there tonight because I could hear it. I don't know who was there tonight. At the first, I thought it was just some asshole on a boat blaring shit. And there's a large boat that pulled in like one of the slips. And uh, no, then the asshole decided to beep 15 times because he's backing up his boat into a slip where there was no one else there and before he sped off scaring the shit out of all the fish so thanks for that guy he go fuck himself um yeah I guess I'm on this like fishing kick right now too um yeah where the fuck did this where is like yeah where the fuck did this come from okay so I always like fishing I just never did it see I never like I I, I because dude we, I had a fishing thing from like what 10 years oh, ago? 06 to like 07, early 08 maybe. Like there was a time back then. Like Did like we go we, fishing when we were in Chautauqua? Yeah. That's what I mean. That's the only time I've seen you fish or ever like talk about fishing. That was it. I mean, you're not wrong because I mean <laughs> if, <laughs> Next to my wife, which, which which that was roughly ten years ago. Next to my know? wife, which I mean, this could be a toss up. I mean, who knows me better? She's seen me naked more times than you. I've probably seen your dick just as many times as your wife's seen it with the lights on. <laughs> um, but you get what I'm going with this, not the dick part. Uh, but so I mean, if there's someone that's gonna say like, yeah, this is weird or out of the ordinary. I've always liked it. I just never, like, got into it, really. And now that the kids really want to do it, like, 
I'm like, yeah, let's fucking do this. Like, let's go fishing. Like, I love fishing. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, fishing is, like, the perfect kid, like, activity because, like, it's outdoors. Now when your kid has really bad ADHD because he's fucked. I'm going to go fish here. Can I go over here? Can I go to this? Can we do this? And his motherfucker tonight kept going on and on about how he – oh, no. So he went Friday night, and he's like, I want to go fish on the other side of this fence. I'm like, you want to go fish on the other side of this fence? This fence got about a foot and a half, maybe two feet max. To the wall, and then like four, five, six feet down to the water. I'm like, you fall in there, I ain't fucking getting your ass out. You're on your own. You better find somewhere to swim to. I'm gonna be trying to hook you on a line and pull you up that way. So today, spot where this guy was catching fish the other day opened up. And we move over there, and he's like, I don't want to go on that side. I'm like, no shit, you don't want to go on that side. Then the dumbass got his pole stuck on something, and I'm like, I'm not fucking getting that. It's all you. I picked him up. I put him over the fence. He's losing his fucking mind. I'm like, dude, you want to fish on that side of the wall. It's all you. Like, I'm I'm not going over there. So he, he really didn't want to go over there after he discovered that the water's fucking 25 feet deep right off the wall. Yeah. And, like, does not look fun. Yeah. But he's like, I'm going to go fish over here. Nothing's biting. I'm like, because you threw your pole in the water and reeled it in in three fucking seconds. Nothing had a chance to bite it. You're fishing with live bait and you're not on the bottom. So now he's watching YouTube videos and he's telling me what's up. He's like, I watch a YouTube video. I know what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, yeah? This isn't building a fucking fence, buddy. Like, it don't work like that. It'll be interesting to see how all this stuff plays out over the next week or so. Because that's the one fun thing about hockey is generally, like, all these moves kind of, like, fall into place within the next couple of weeks. And then you got your team kind of, like, lined up. Because nothing really happens after that. Or it's going to happen in August, man. Yeah, but, like, that was it, you know? It's that weird time in sports that, you know, we got free agency. You have, like, that all-star break kind of creep in and, like, announcements happen with baseball and, like, football camps are just going to get start, start getting started. So, like, nothing's really happening, but, like, everything's happening all at once. So, um... Yeah, it gets exciting for people like us who kind of casually pay attention to some sports and get a little too into others. And, uh, yeah, like kids are finally out of school. Summer's in full swing. Fireworks are happening all this week. And, uh, yeah, it's plenty of beer that's going to start flowing because... What else are you going to do during the summer other than fucking sit out in the sun and drink some beers and enjoy life? Yeah. I got a train. I need to just push the water. <laughs> yeah, you might, you might, uh, you might have a few days where you might drink, but like in the next week or so, you're going to be, uh, pH water is my best friend now. You're going to be burning them calories, man. What days, what days are you playing? The 11th day? Yeah. A Thursday, not this Thursday, the next Thursday after. So is that the 11th? From like 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Because that starts, the, what, the 6th? 5th, I think. Yeah, so that starts the 5th and runs to the, I guess 11 days would be, what, the 16th? Yeah. <laughs> so you're playing the 11th? Yeah. 
Do you know what time? 6 a.m. To, to 9 a.m. Oh, so you got the early morning shift. Yeah. That's actually not bad, though. No, it's not that bad because I still got to go to work afterwards. Oh, really? You, you didn't take off for it? No, with the way my work, like PTO works, yeah, I'm going to go in. Uh, probably just suck wind all day, eat power bars, and drink Gatorade. <laughs> but um, a bunch of guys on my team actually are playing the night before. Oh, is that the, the shift that everybody got? It was kind of like... That yeah, the ones that work on, the ones the guys that work for like GR and shit gotta play. For that, I think it's them, or some other guys that are like split up with it. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna fucking rip some bio steel and just. Uh, I'm probably gonna bring food on the bad champ here. I'm sure they'll probably have some. You'll probably walk in and be like, "Oh shit, this is pretty legit." Like I'm sure that they have it all set up for you. Like, uh, I'm probably going to wake up at 3.30 and tr- probably try to leave by quarter after 4 just to get there and just kind of, like, be awake. Because at 6 a.m., I don't want to be at fucking hockey. So I need to, like, really, like, move my body and stretch and shit because it's too early. Yeah, you might have to might have to wake up even earlier than that. Well, yeah. I, I noticed it in floor hockey, like, a year or two ago when I was playing. Like, I couldn't just show up and play anymore. Like, I needed to, like, actually get there and, like, stretch and move my body. Like, I I walk around like I'm fucking Frankenstein now. Dude, I just have to do that for everyday life, man. I wake up every morning and do, like... I stretch in the shower and I just sit there and think about how I hate today. <laughs> I do, I do like, 10, 15 minutes of yoga every morning, man. Got to. Oh. That was going to be a rough one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, have uh, have fun and enjoy your summer. If uh, I drop this before the uh, if I drop this before the fourth, everybody have a safe safe fourth of July. Yeah, uh, happy last day of June and uh, happy <laughs> July. Uh, I just sent Griff a text message about last day of June right now, and uh, yeah, that's one keeping of the, that dream alive. That's one of the. Uh, last hour fucking songs maybe I'll maybe I'll throw that in at the end of this podcast the fucking jam <laughs> give give the people what they want but yeah follow us on uh, all your social medias Facebook and Twitter at what the hops Instagram at what the hops podcast go find us on untapped if you want at Brian WTH and uh, go check out the WordPress at whatthehops.wordpress.com. Go check out bigheadsmedia.com and hoppedupnetwork.com to find all our friends that uh, we love podcasting with. So.
You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. Thank you. The show you just listened to is part of the Hopped Up Network. The Hopped Up Network is a growing family of craft beer podcasts in the United States and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. 